Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is August 2nd. This is day two of the crop tour. I've got Lucas Peters on with us today. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, first and second days of the crop tour, but specifically here, uh, the state of Missouri, as we finished that up last night. And then we're going to have Lucas talk more about South Dakota, Minnesota, and North Dakota right in our backyard and uh, get a little bit more in depth on our own area here. So to get started today, another red day in these grain markets. We've got the corn market down specifically the December 12 cents. So five ninety eight back under six bucks, and then the November soybeans here down about twenty cents, thirteen eighty five. So a pretty rough day here for the grains yet again. Wheat down as well. We've seen a few different things develop over the last twenty four hours. With grains being lower, we had the uh, Speaker of the House planned uh, visit to Taiwan, so that could interrupt some of the geopolitical uh, trade issues with China as well. And then over the last 24 hours, they changed up the uh, the weather patterns a little bit, Lucas, if you want to add into that as well. They did add a little bit more rain coming in for the uh, rest of the week, towards the end of the week, into the weekend. And then we've also backed off a little bit of these temps. It's still going to be pretty hot today, but the rest of the week should be somewhat manageable. Crop ratings as well, 61% good to excellent on the corn. They were expecting about 60. And then uh, the USDA on soybeans for their good to excellent came in at 60% versus the 58 expected. So a little bit disappointing there too as they're looking for that crop to uh, to deteriorate a little bit more here recently with some of this hot and dry weather. So the grain markets really hit a really hit some resistance over the past two trading days here. And uh, after some pretty good support last week. But to get into the crop tour here, Lucas, Missouri, as we started through and finished up that state yesterday, we uh, we got pretty far south towards Saline County and then kind of back bounced back up north. So that Saline County is normally the biggest producing county for Missouri. And it's pretty much right where the edge is for getting south into Missouri. There starts to be a lot more drought south of that but north of it where almost all of the corn is grown it is uh it is in white in the drought monitor it seemed like it was fine conditions it wasn't that area sometimes will get way too much water or not enough it seems like and the stands were pretty decent it was okay um average crop i don't think it was maybe a record but you know it it's uh an average to top trend line yield in our opinion from what we saw from missouri uh not as important of a state um, but we will have some you know, some outlying areas in Missouri, obviously, that struggle a little bit more as we've seen some pretty crazy pictures out there. But the good areas, the high production areas for Missouri where most of the corn is grown uh, look pretty good yet from our opinion as we rolled through that state quickly yesterday. And then as we got into Illinois here, into southern Illinois, um, a little spotty here and there, but for the most part, you know, McLean, uh, we pulled out some pretty normal-ish samples. It wasn't spectacular. I, I wouldn't say it stood out uh, very much compared to the normal year, but I will say that's the largest corn production county in the United States most years and uh, one of the highest yields as well, uh, usually floating around that 200 or above. And I, I would say it's an average crop there. Um, they've had a few difficulties here and there, and there's some spots that maybe pollination didn't go too well in Illinois. But, I mean, for the most part, 
It's a pretty hard crop to kill, I think, Lucas. But I am very interested in hearing what you have to say about South Dakota, Minnesota, and North Dakota from your travels yesterday. Yeah, you bet. So uh, kind of did a 450-mile loop uh, across the South Dakota, southern North Dakota, western Minnesota yesterday. Um, you know, probably not the uh, most important states for a national yield, but uh, it is right in our backyard. Right in our backyard, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we kind of want to know what's going on. And, and uh, um, so we in South Dakota, we went to the three largest uh, corn-producing counties. And so we swung through Moody, uh, Spink, and uh, Brown County in uh, South Dakota. Um, Moody County, I mean, some of the best dirt in the state, if not the best dirt in the state. And, uh, you know, one kind of unique thing in this uh, part of the tour, none of the counties are in the drought monitor. Maybe Moody is just, you know, slight drought. Uh, but uh, east to west, it, it looks pretty consistent. Just some timely rains have kind of held that crop together. Um, you know, we were uh, did a couple uh, of samples in Moody County coming up in that upper 190, low 200 bushel uh, uh, yield, which is kind of typical it's what we expect in, in moody county yeah i mean uh, uh you look at uh you know the last uh couple years 21 was pretty dry in that area we're in the uh, final county yield of like 192 2020 i would say it was a pretty typical year in moody county with a final county yield of 203 i think we're going to be closer to the uh, 203 level than uh, the 190 level um I think uh, Moody County this year is going to shake out into the in the mid one nineties for a, for a final yield. Um, as we, you know, venture uh, west and and kind of before had, you move on to the next yeah. stop, it is interesting that that area is not in a drought map. Kind of north of it is, kind of south of it is, and honestly, it's not like we've had huge rains there. So I have been surprised that we haven't been in the drought map. Um, we do have, you know, it's not like we've had to mow our lawn very consistently there, right? It's, uh, no, it's... So I was surprised by that, and uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, statement there. But when you started going through how much rain we've had, I mean, we, you know, we've got enough to make a crop, I guess, when we went through the last few years compared to what we had right now, right? Yeah, so I think I think that's the thing is uh, you know when you look when you run total precipitation numbers for that area, um, it, it's it's probably a little higher than uh, normal, um, but they came in some pretty big spurts early in the year, and so now lately we've had uh, and I mean a couple tenths uh, one day, maybe up to four tenths another day, and they never seem to add up to a lot. But I think they've carried us along, along with some of the subsoil moisture we built up early, um, that we're going to, you know, we probably got a, you know, month, month and a half left uh, before we're going to hit black layer. So it's it's not, you know, done by any means, but uh, really pretty impressed to how that uh, crop held together yeah. uh, in, in that part of the state. How about as you um, move north? Yeah, so as you, as you go further north, uh, you know, that's kind of where the, the wettest area of South Dakota was this uh, this spring. Um, and you see it. Uh, I mean, as you go through Spink County up to Brown County, uh, you know, two of the largest counties in the state, uh, and plus they grow a lot of corn, there there are a uh, noticeable amount of PP acres. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, there's going to be, you know, crop that's not there. Um, the other thing we noticed is, you know, we stopped by several fields that are just starting pollination. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's uh, trying to find one that was at least uh, completed pollination was uh, a bit of a challenge. So that 
I think the biggest threat remaining to the crops up in that part of the world down into southern North Dakota is going to be uh, getting enough heat units to finish off the crop. Um, but the, the crop that is there uh, looks to be really good. Um, and it kind of makes sense, right? When you have a wet spring in, in that part of the world, the acres that get planted are the, the best drained, which are usually the best producing acres as well. Um, so we have probably fewer corn acres overall, planted on better ground. Um, we did see some lower stands, you know, when you mud a crop in, it, you, you are going to have, you know, a tough stand count, but you're in the upper 20s, low 30s. Um, you know, in Spink County, I, I, our uh, estimate, we came in with the 177. You know, 2020 was a record crop at 182.6. Um I, I don't know if we'll be there, but I, I think we're going to be really close for Spink County, Brown County, which is the, the biggest corn-producing county in the state. Which is surprising, right? Just geographically, it's a bigger county, I think. And yeah, they, exactly. And they plant a lot of corn up there, too. Yep, it's a big county. They plant a lot of corn. And so we went kind of up the, the eastern side of Brown County where there are more corn acres, Um you know, or you go out and there's there's good stands. Uh, you know, the corn's planted on good dirt, and uh, you know you're getting uh, yield checks in the mid 180s. Um, at first, I thought, well, maybe that's going to be a record. It, you know, you look back, history says 2016 uh, was a 189. I don't think they're going to set a new record. No. But I definitely think uh, 175 to 180 is well within reach. As long as we can avoid uh, frost uh, before yeah. probably the and, and not even frost, as long as we can avoid below thirty degree temperatures up until about September twentieth, I think that crop's going to be uh, be really good. And and you mentioned about the heat breaking down. I mean, today's a really hot day across across Very. the Corn Belt, uh, right? And and especially in that area, but. You know, you look at the forecast, and we got a lot of upper 80s. Uh, that's not terrible. And, in fact, that area is going to need that to continue for a while um, in order to finish the, the corn crop off. How about um, as you moved a little bit more north? Yep, so crossing the border in North Dakota, which might be the first year the crop tour made it to it North has. Dakota. It Mike, has and, and So that, uh, that was kind of neat. And, and so we uh, went across uh, through Richland County, uh, which plants more corn acres uh, in North Dakota than any other county by, by a long way. One of the largest producing counties and areas in the United States, surprisingly, too. That's a big county. <laughs> Yep, exactly, and and you know, good dirt, and and uh, again, noticeable the PP acres, uh, also noticeable the amount of soybean acres, um, especially in western uh, Richland County. Of kind of goes a late to say, start, uh, didn't they? The the spring was wet, so guys got scared of planting corn late, so they went to soybeans, and and so maybe we see that in some of these acre adjustments coming out uh, that USDA is doing, but. Um, you know, for the corn crop that's there, again, looks really good. I mean, there's there's no drought stress. There's, uh, um, you know, the stands are pretty good. And, you know, there's definitely an east-west bias. Eastern Richland County uh, is, is historically better than western. And so, you know, you get to that eastern side, you're getting yield checks uh, up in the upper 190s, 200. Uh, record yield for Richland County is 187. Uh, I I think that is well within reach. Um, you know, maybe in that 185 range for Richland, primarily driven because, again, wet spring, acres are planted on the best ground, and the best ground is in the east. 
And so uh, with consistent rains, um, they're definitely set up to have a record yield in that southeast corner of the part of the state. Uh, the biggest threat, again, will be can we get the crop finished? You know, uh, I would say, you know, we didn't stop by every field, obviously. Uh, I would say they're probably like 50% done with pollination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need roughly 55 to 60 days after, uh, you know, silks are out to black layer. So that puts it the end of February, or actually end of September. Um, you know, end of September for Southeast North Dakota, not to have a below 30 temp for a while. It's risky, um, but it's definitely possible. So that's been uh, a trend I've crop. noticed on the crop tour is and not a lot, if any, samples have come in ahead of uh, where they probably should be normally uh, for yep. maturity. But I would say some of the stuff we've looked at GDU-wise, it probably should be a little bit ahead of it. But some of those planting dates did did get stretched out a little bit, didn't they? Yep. And, yeah, planting dates get stretched out. Uh, you know, some of those hot spells that we had early on uh, probably maybe contributed to a little bit more GDUs than the crop was actually using. Might have shut down a little prematurely. Yeah. Uh, maybe held on to the tassels and silks a little longer before shooting them out, depending on when the heat hit. Um, but you know, we saw in those, uh, crop ratings yesterday, North Dakota's got the best or most good, excellent, uh, corn crop or as far as percentage wise in the country. And at least in the Southeast part of the state, uh, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Definitely it, it, worth it, noting. Yeah. It really looked really good. Um, and then I, I guess kind of working our way back, uh, to the home front here in Laverne, we came down, uh, the Western side of Minnesota, um, it kind of discontinued, you know, once we crossed the border into Minnesota, uh, you know, Travers County, Big Stone County, uh, you know, again, wet spring, uh, delayed uh, planting, little delayed maturity, but uh, the crop looks really good. Um, you know, we were getting yield checks, some of our highest yield checks of the day uh, in that area. Uh, historically, um you know, in 18, they had a yield of 196.9 and 16, 203.7. You know, I don't know if we'll get there just because of the, the maturity and, and things, but I think that uh, 195 range uh, for that western uh, side of the state is, is definitely possible. Um, you know, we, the, you know, Jake riding with me yesterday, we kind of joked of, uh, you know, when are we going to see bad corn? And, and we, we never really did it. Uh, the area bounced back pretty well for having a late start to the spring, some really heavy storms there with hail and wind and stuff like that. It's pretty much all stood up. It's recovering. It needs a, a little catching up still maturity-wise, but, um, you know, it's it's capable of average to top trend line yields, but probably not record-setting yields. Uh, from I, almost anywhere we've been on the trip so far, I would say is a pretty consistent analysis. I, I would uh, 100% agree with you of, you know, some of these areas we were in, you know, last year where they were in, in South Dakota in the drought. Um, and, you know, we were getting county yields in the 140s and, and they bounced back really well. Um, got some subsoil moisture and the crops looking uh, really good. Um, so, yeah, I, we again, that was, you know, northern South Dakota, southern North Dakota, western Minnesota. Uh, for the rest of the week, we'll we'll try to shoot down into southern South Dakota. I know that doesn't look quite as pretty, and uh, and get across the rest of the state of Minnesota and and get a few highlights there. Looking for some updates there. Thank you for your time today, Lucas. You bet. Have have fun, Mike. Thanks.
And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us from our website at professionalagmarketing.com or check out our newly added hog-specific podcast named Hog Market Talk that's released every Thursday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk and loss that is not suitable for all investors.